Tonight we're going to go to Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. On Sunday nights, we've been preaching messages geared towards families and trying to help families out. And um, last week, we talked specifically about mothers. The week before that, we talked about fathers. And tonight, I'm going to talk about children and the role of children in the home. And But this isn't necessarily just a message for the kids. Uh, I know my kids, uh, they get to hear me. I preach to them all the time at home. You know, not necessarily sermon style like this, but uh, just, uh, you know, I guess if, does yelling at them count as preaching to them sometimes? I mean, I guess sometimes preaching is, you know, you get to yell at people a little bit. But, uh, but this is kind of geared towards kids, but at the same time, it's good for parents to just kind of help them to fulfill their role and... Of course, you know, we got a couple here getting ready to get married here pretty soon. And you know what? Before you know it, uh, there's going to be kids running around. And, I mean, it, it's going to come quicker than you think. And, boy, it blows my mind that I almost have a teenager in my home. I mean, that just, boy, I just, that blows my mind. It just doesn't seem right. I'm not old enough to have a teenager yet. But, uh Sure enough, in a year from less than a year from now, I'm gonna have a teenager, and a year after that, two teenagers, and boy, it's we're gonna we'll, we'll have like three teenagers all at once, right? Will Chloe be a teenager at the same time? Four? Oh boy! All right, so y'all be praying for me, and I'm sure by then the rest of the hair will be gone. But <laughs> but at the same time, hopefully, you know, the Lord tells us how we can, you know, teaches us how to train them and how to prepare them. And while, in a sense, I'm kind of preaching to kids tonight, this is great for adults and for parents, and this can even help you with some you know, issues too, because you all were kids at one time, and you know what? A lot of people uh, have a lot of issues and baggage that they, they're carrying from their childhood. And so hopefully some of these things that we're going to talk about will help you with this. But um, you know, when I was a kid, I remember every time you know, my dad would get up and get ready to preach a message to kids, you know, I was like, or I hear him say, you know, open to Ephesians 6.1. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, here we go again. Ephesians 6.1, children obey your parents and the Lord, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's probably terrible. But I remember thinking that. Well, I'm not going to do Ephesians 6.1 tonight. The children obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. We're going to go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, children, obey your parents in all things. For this is well-pleasing to the Lord. So, I didn't use Ephesians 6.1. That's too predictable. I went with Colossians 3.20. This this chapter here in Colossians is very similar to Ephesians chapter 6. So, I think what Paul was doing here, Paul was uh, was re-preaching a message. You know, preachers sometimes preach a message more than once, especially at different churches. And he's kind of preaching the same message here, I guess you could say. But the role of children... In the home, what are they supposed to do? What is their responsibility? And I think a good way to look at this and think about this is we go back to the Garden of Eden with man. We've talked about this before. How think how you would think it would be so easy back then in the beginning. Here they are, man and woman in paradise that God has given them, and they only have one responsibility. Well, he was supposed to be a keeper of the ground, but only really one rule, and that was. Don't eat of the forbidden fruit. And they broke that rule. Okay, kids, my kids know in our house, we got a lot more than one rule. And they, kids, they think their life's difficult. You know, Allie, uh, sometimes, you know, she'll get the, 
She's only three, but she'll get to having these little pity parties. And sometimes I'll egg her on a little bit. And I'll ask her, it's like, Allie, do you have a rough life? And she's like, yes. <laughs> is it difficult being a three-year-old? Yes. And in their mind, it is difficult sometimes. And you all remember, I mean, you know, think, I, I've often thought about this. Think about what it takes for you to just get brought to tears and to be bawling and screaming. I mean, think about that emotional pain. Kids deal with that every day. It just doesn't take much to get them to that. It just doesn't take much to get them to that point. And so I don't know if what they feel is equal to what you would be feeling as an adult that would get you to act that way. Or if um, said we just kind of get immune to stuff. But uh, I've often thought about that before. But for kids, though, what is their responsibility? What is their role in the home? And really, it is pretty simple. And I really, I have three things that children, they're their responsibility, things that they need to do, things that they need to be focused on while they're growing up. And uh, they, are, they are important things. If they do these things, it will help them when they get to be an adult and really have the responsibilities poured out on them. I mean, you know, kids, they think it's tough going to school every day. Just, you know, going and sitting there and being taught. Man, that's so hard. That's so rough. But you know what? When you get to be an adult, sometimes you have to get up at 2.30 in the morning and go stack boxes in a freezer 10, 20 below all day. <laughs> right, Mark? And hey, uh, I tell you what, school? Well, that'd be a lot easier, <laughs> I think. And so, but what are their responsibilities? Obviously, they're not expected to do that. I joke with our kids sometimes, you know, because they're expensive. They all want to eat every day, more than once a day. And sometimes, like, you know, kids, you need to start pulling your own weight around here. You all need to start bringing some money. And you all need to get a job. But unfortunately, uh, nobody's hiring, you know, 12-year-olds right now and, and 3-year-olds. But, uh, but that's not their job right now to provide for themselves. That's actually my job. I'm going to do that. Uh, as parents, we do that. But for kids... Really, first thing they need to do, the most important thing they need to do throughout their childhood, and that goes into the teen years, I believe. And I believe this goes for as long as they're in the home. This is not in the Bible, but I heard, I heard it quoted one time. He who payeth the bills, maketh the rules. So that's found in Second Opinions 4.2, something like that. And I've always thought that was good. But while you're in the home, your responsibility as kids is to obey your parents. And to... Father, they said, Obey your parents and the Lord in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. God is pleased with that. And you know what? But automatically what comes up many times, especially when they start getting older and become teenagers, they start thinking about all their parents' imperfections. And I guarantee you there's nobody in here, including my kids, that have perfect parents. Okay, everybody in here that's a parent, you all know that you've made mistakes and that there's been shortcomings that you've had in your life. But you know what? I don't see anywhere in the Bible where when a parent goes the wrong way or makes a wrong choice and their children are obedient to them, where God punishes the children for that. Where God looks at the children and says, you know what? I'm going to remove my blessing from your life because you obeyed your parents and your parents have issues. I don't see that in the Bible. I do see all, all over where they're supposed to obey their parents. It's like, well, what if their parents tell them to go rob a gas station? All right, now obviously we've got to use some common sense here, and you know, you've got to obey the law and things like that, but 
I've known too many parents that have asked their kids to do that. Okay, I don't think that's the problem. If, if that's a problem, you know, uh, we we've got some other sermons that uh, we, we might need to work on. But you know, obeying your parents, you're not responsible for your parents' imperfections. Now, I'm going to read two verses, or two. Uh, we're going to look at two passages of scriptures that, on the surface, might sound like they contradict each other. But I don't believe they do at all. And go to Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 16. Deuteronomy 24 and verse 16. It says, The fathers shall not be put to death for the children, neither shall the children be put to death for the fathers. Every man shall be put to death for his own sin. Right here, God's talking about capital punishment. He said, you're not going to kill the fathers for something their kids did. You're not going to kill the kids for something their fathers did. Everyone's responsible for their own sin. And right and right there, we see that clear in the Bible. Kids, if it's the parents that are sinning, that's not your sin. God's not going to punish you for that. Now, listen, sometimes children, unfortunately, do suffer because of the sins of the parents. But that's not God punishing your kids. That's not God removing His blessing from their lives. There's people every day that suffer because of somebody else's sin. For example, if tonight you're driving home, I mean, you're, you, you're leaving church, okay? You've done something really good tonight. You're driving home and a drunk driver goes and rams into you and cripples you. Was that because you sinned? I mean, look at what bad thing just happened to you. Are you, did, are you suffering because of your sin or because of somebody else's sin? Well, that's because of somebody else's sin. And sometimes children do suffer as a result of their parents' sin. But let me tell you something. If the children will be obedient to God and they will just strive to please God, I believe God can still bless them and God can still use them. There may be some difficult times and God can deal with the parents. And sometimes you know, there are situations where children do need to be taken away from their parents. There are I, I've known uh, firsthand some very horrible situations when we had the detention home ministry. I mean, I, I knew kids that were in jail that did drugs and started doing drugs with their parents. They were the ones that got them to try it and that got them addicted to it. I mean, and I met some of these kids' parents and it, it literally, I mean, it broke my heart. But at the same time, there's going to come a day and there's going to come an age when, when the kids are going to get to a point and they're going to be making their own choices. And while they're young, God wants them to obey their parents. And we can talk about the what-ifs, but I'm here today to tell you that I believe if your parents are that horrible and trying to get you to rob a bank, I think if you stay faithful to God, I think the Lord will intervene and get them out of the way. Yeah, I really do. I think uh, he'll make sure the police find out about what's going on and get them thrown in jail. Maybe get them in a good those kids in a good home somewhere. You're not responsible for your parents' imperfections. Also, uh, your obedience to your parents is obedience to the Lord. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. You know, children, uh, obey your parents in all things, for this is well pleasing to the Lord. That's how children obey God is by obeying their parents. For example, when I was growing up, if my dad would have told me, you know, Tommy, I need you to go take out the garbage. And I said, well, dad, you know, the Lord told me that I need to go do something else. That wouldn't have worked. Okay. And it wouldn't have been true. 
Because God doesn't contradict Himself. God's not going to tell me to obey my parents and then turn around and tell me to disobey my parents. Okay? God doesn't contradict Himself like that. I'm, I might feel led of the Lord to go you know, do something else and mow the grass. But if all of a sudden my father comes and says, I need you to take out the garbage, well, I have a direct command written in the Word of God that says, children, obey your parents. I'm going to do that. And that obedience to the parents is obedience to the Lord. And the truth is, if children cannot handle that responsibility, I don't believe you're going to be able to handle the responsibilities that come later. I just want to get out of home. I'm tired of listening to people. I'm not going to listen to my parents anymore. Well, let me tell you something. We all listen to people. All of us have somebody telling us what to do. Your job, for example. They tell you what to do all the time. And sometimes we don't like what they tell us to do. And my wife can tell you, I've been complaining about a bunch of stuff at work lately. Mark, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's like, man, you know, this stinks. I don't like it. And you know what? I'm being told what to do. But you know what? You've got to go along. And you've got to listen. And you know what? There's, there's people. I've worked with some like this before. They never listened to their parents growing up. And you know what? They didn't know how to listen to their bosses either when they got a job. And you know what usually happens to those people? They don't have a job anymore. And they end up in worse situations. They just don't know how to handle any responsibility. And it's because they didn't learn. As a young, at a young age, we've got to start learning these things. And kids, if you can't listen to your parents, you're not going to be able to listen to your boss later. You're, you're going to have to listen to somebody. Well, I'm not going to listen to anybody. Well, you're going to all listen to somebody. Otherwise, eventually it's going to be the police trying to tell you what to do. And you don't have to listen to them either. But eventually, they're going to overtake you and they're going to throw you in jail. And then you're going to listen to them there. And they'll put you in prison. And you don't have to listen to prison guards. Then you're getting thrown in solitary. I mean, somebody's going to be telling you what to do. Okay, Everybody's going to be doing it all your life. Learn to obey. The Bible says, obey them that have the rule over you. Submit yourself. They watch for your souls. And let me tell you something. If you can't listen to your parents who... If anybody loves you, it's your parents. Then you're not, you know, your boss that you're pretty sure doesn't like you and that may not even like you, you're definitely not going to listen to him. You're not going to care. When I, when I had that detention home ministry and I talked to these kids and sometimes they would be having trouble and losing privileges. They, whenever the, uh, there would be kids, that, you know, they usually wore the orange jumpsuits, but sometimes they would come in wearing like a, uh, a, like a robe or a house coat. And when they were wearing that, that meant they were in trouble. And they had lost privileges. And sometimes we'd see these kids we've been talking to and working with, and they come walking in in that robe, and it's like, uh oh, what'd you do? Uh, I wouldn't listen to the guard. I told the guard off. I cussed them out. And I like that. And what did you accomplish by that? Lost my privileges. <laughs> you know, I can't do that. You know, that. And it's like, did it make anything better? I said, you know something? You guys, you want to be. Prove to these guards you don't have to listen to them. But you know what they do as soon as they they're as soon as they get done with their day, they leave, they go home, they go watch TV, they go out to eat at a restaurant, they do whatever they want to do, while you're stuck here with no privileges. You're not proving anything. And it never works and just keeps getting in trouble. And a, a, lot, a lot of that started, they would not listen to their parents at home. So it starts there. And it just progresses. You've got to learn that responsibility if you want to move on. But then the next thing, and this is something that takes a you know, obeying the parents sometimes is difficult. This here, though, actually takes a little bit of wisdom. Uh, and 
Young children can have wisdom too. Uh, it's not wisdom is not something that's reserved only for adults. God wants you to be wise even as a, as at a young age. We see young children in the Bible who showed wisdom. But the second thing you need to do is learn from your parents' successes and failures. Okay, we've all got we, all of us in here. When we talk about our parents, we could talk about successes that they had. And we could all talk about fail, failures that they had. And the truth is, you know, those failures sometimes will cause us to get to feeling like a victim. You know, you, people sometimes, they like to blame their parents for every problem that they have in their life. But the truth is, those areas where your parents failed, because you are so sure they failed and you know that they did everything wrong and you seem to know everything that they should have done, ought to make you be a better parent. Because you know firsthand what bad parenting can do and how it can hurt and you and really if you learn from that then it wasn't the worst thing that ever could have happened and the first, but uh, but also you know the successes learn from that don't re, you know repeat what they did right don't repeat what they did wrong i know that sounds simple but it really is difficult for people sometimes but you need to continue one thing you always need to do is continue in the truth that you've been taught 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14. You don't need to turn there. But Paul's talking to Timothy and he says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Okay, he says, Continue in what you've been taught and remember who you learned them from. And then he says in verse 15, And from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Okay, so Paul told Timothy, continue in what you've been taught and remember who taught you these things. And does anybody know who taught Timothy these scriptures? He said, Bible says, here from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. Anybody know who taught him? His mother and his grandma. In 2 Timothy 1.5, it says, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded in thee also. He had a mother and a grandmother who taught him the Scriptures. Who taught him the truth. But you know what? What about his dad? Well, Timothy's father, he was a Greek. Timothy's father was an unbeliever. We don't know a whole lot about him, but we do know that he wasn't a believer. So he came from a home where he had a lost parent and a saved parent. But Timothy, if he would have wanted to, he could have said... Well, you know, I, I just take after my dad. My dad did everything wrong, and that's why I do everything wrong. But you know what? He, he didn't do that. He took the good that his mother and his grandmother taught him and did that, and he didn't do the bad things that he learned from his father. And ever, that's what, I mean, that's wisdom right there learning from success and failures. Most children today who grow up bitter at their parents end up, they grow up and they reject everything that their parents did that was right, and they repeat everything that they did wrong. For example, I see this all the time. Kids who maybe grow up in Christian homes with imperfect parents, which is everybody that grows up in a Christian home, they will go and one of the first things they want to do whenever they get on their own is, you know what? You know, My parents were a bunch of phonies and they didn't really live at home. And you know what? I'm done with this. And they leave church completely. They don't want to have anything to do with Christianity. And then all the stuff that they accuse their parents of being hypocrites for, they go and they do, not only do they do all those bad things, but they double down on it and do even worse things. 
And it's like, well, wait a minute. If your parents were so bad, and if all that stuff they did was so wrong, why is it you're only rejecting the good that they taught you, and you're following the stuff that you're saying was bad? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But the truth is, we just have a culture of people today in America that love being a victim. We do. We love being a victim. We love having somebody to blame our problems on. And, you know, I'm depressed. Well, it's the weather's fault. The weather's been terrible. We had a horrible winter. You know, we like blaming people. Uh, you know, why are you just so sour and mean? Oh, you know, you don't know the family I came. You don't, you know, you don't know my wife. You don't know this. You don't know my situation. You know, we're all, you know, we all like to talk about our victims and how nothing is our fault. And we see here in that verse we looked at in Deuteronomy where it says, every man shall pay for his own sins. What it comes down to, children, as they grow up, they've got to realize they're responsible to make their own choices. If your parents sinned, okay, they sinned, yes, you got hurt because of it, but you know what? Now you're, you're getting to a point where you've got to start making decisions yourself. And it, you would think that, for example, uh, you know, you ha- I've seen this many times too, where there'll be a young man grow up in a home with a father who's a drunk and who beats his mother and beats his kids. You would think that young man that grew up in that lifestyle would say, you know what, that's not for me. You know, that's not, that stuff's not going to be in my home. I'm not going to do any of that. But you know what? Many times they repeat the same thing. They go and they do exactly what their father did. And I've seen that over and over again. Just men, they were unfaithful to their wives and abandoned their children. And their children were hurt and were grieved over it. And then the children grow up, they get married, leave their wife, abandon their kids. It's like, wait a minute. Why would you do to your children hurt them in a way that I mean you know firsthand what it's like. You experience that yourself and you're going to do that to your own children and then many times they'll turn around. Oh, that's what my dad did. That's what my mom did. Sorry, we are supposed to learn from the successes and learn from the failures and the so kids got to pay attention to that stuff. And then the next thing you need to do and this is something we could preach a whole a whole message on. I've talked about it before. And this is something a lot of people don't believe in. But I'm, I'm sorry, it's all over the Bible. But break the curses that are in your family history. Now, whenever you start talking about curses, people, they get to thinking, well, wait, no, no, I don't believe in curses, blah, blah, blah. Well, go to Exodus chapter 20, verse 5. Okay, now a curse... A lot of times when we think about curses, you know, you think of some witch or some wizard somewhere, you know, mixing a potion together and doing some little incantation and, and, you know, doing a spell and, you know, no, that's not what this is. Okay, that's uh, a curse could be many things. For example, one way that you could curse your kids that you as a father, you literally could curse your kids is, for example, a father says to a son, you know what? You're never going to amount to anything. You're going to grow up and be a sorry loser. That's cursing your child. If 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 a child's hearing that, there's a good chance they're going to start believing it. And if they start believing it, well, they just that's probably what they're going to end up doing. But another way that you can bless your children, hey, you know what? I think you're going to be. You're going to grow up and be a great man someday. I think you're going to do great things. I think you're going to be a great man of God. They hear that thing. 
you know what? They might start believing that. And they might just go and do that very thing. That, that's a blessing. But uh, curses, it's more too also than somebody just saying something to you. It's also something that's being done. Now, this verse here, it might sound like it contradicts the one we read in Deuteronomy 24, but I don't believe it does. This here is one of the Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter 20, verse 5. Uh, this is when it talks about not bowing, or making any graven image. And then verse 5 says, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. So wait a minute. So here we see children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren being punished for the sins of the father. And so that kind of sounds like a contradiction. Now, I don't believe it is simply because you can break that real easy. All you have to do is not continue that. For example, you have one, if you have a family who they believe in idolatry and they're bowing down before idols, you know what their children are probably going to do? Believe in idols and bow down to idols. And if their parents do it and their grandparents do it, they're probably going to do the same thing. You know what's happened? They've kind of cursed their family line. And there's consequences for those curses. But at the same time, each of those generations is going to make their own choice. They don't have to do it. You can break the curse. And if you do continue on in that, God is going to punish you because you worshiped idols. If my my, you know, thankfully my parents, they weren't idol worshipers or anything like that, but if they were and I rejected that and I served God and I didn't do any of that, God's not going to punish me for worshiping idols. He's not going to do that. Now, there's a good possibility my children might because they love their grandparents and their grandparents have an influence on them. But at the same time, hopefully, they will choose to follow what their father did and not their grandfather. They still make their own choice. And, but at the same time, we all do. We influence the next generation, whether we like it or not. They are more likely to do what we do and it, that, that's why it is so important that as parents, that boy, we do our best to set our children up for success. But you know, this doesn't apply though to just, or this isn't just for bowing down to idols. It's in anything. For example, if you're a liar, your children are more likely to be liars themselves. They hear their dad lying all the time. And uh, we see in the life of Abraham. Remember when Abraham lied about Sarah being his sister? When she was really his wife. And then, you know, it, it got him in trouble. And then Isaac, when Isaac went to Egypt, Isaac did the same thing. He went and tried to deceive the king there. He lied about his wife, said he was his sister, and got him in trouble. And then Jacob, Jacob did the same thing. Jacob was a deceiver. Jacob went and he tricked his brother, and there was all kinds of family problems because of deception. It kind of ran in the family. And then guess what happened to Jacob? Eleven of his, or ten of his sons deceived him into thinking that Joseph had been killed by an animal. They all they all deceived him. Deception it ran it ran in the family. It just it continued on, and that's why we got to be careful what we allow in our lives because our children may end up doing it. They might end up doing it just a little bit more. For said many times, you know what the parents do 
you know, in moderation, you know, the kids will do in excess. And be careful what you allow in your life. Be careful what you allow in your home. But but for children, if you have those things in your life, those family curses, break them. Okay, if there's been something that's always gotten your family in trouble that messed your dad's life up, messed your uh, granddad's or your mother, or your grandmother's, break that. Say this generation is where it stops. Not we're not going to do that. This is not going to be in our house. I mean, you might need, you might need to get a little more strict than other people because you're more likely to fall prey to those things. I've said it all the time. The re- one of the reasons too. I'm there, I don't ever want to touch alcohol as I have a tough enough time fighting my addiction to caffeine. You know, I mean, let alone something stronger. And, you know, I, I don't know why, but so I'm, I'm weak with that stuff. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm just not even going to go there. I'm not, I'm not going to mess with it. I'm not going to touch it. You know, you got I mean, just you got to be so careful with sin. It'll, it'll get you before you know it. So obey your parents, learn from their successes and failures, and then, and this is something too, parents we can help with our children, is teach them to start taking on responsibility, and then add to it. First Samuel chapter sixteen verse eleven. We're not going to go and read the whole story, but we see David. Here we have Samuel coming trying to find the next king of Israel that he's going to anoint. And David, he's not there. Jesse didn't even bother getting his son David, the one that God was looking for. And But David, what was he doing? He was out keeping his father's sheep. Not his own sheep, his father's sheep. David had responsibility. And you know what? David took it very serious. David, he was willing to fight a lion and a bear. I mentioned that this morning. To protect not his sheep, his father's sheep. He was responsible with what the responsibility had been given to him. Remember, his father also, he sent him with some food and things to take to his sons, his brothers that were in a battle. David went and did what his father said. David always listened to his father. And then you know what? Later on, God started giving him some responsibilities. He saw, he saw a need that needed to be taken care of when he was giving his brothers food. A giant was... One guy was intimidating the entire army of Israel. You know what? David said, I can take care of that. And the Lord used him and did. And David ended up becoming the next king of Israel. He did his resp- he took his responsibilities and God started added to it. And you know what? Children, they need to learn not to avoid hard work. And for them, so they don't have jobs in the school. That's kind of their job. When they're young, that's trying to teach them so they can learn and they can prepare to get to the next stage in life. Start taking our responsibility. Add, add to it. You know, don't avoid that hard work. You know, kids sometimes, oh, this school works hard. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be, and someday, hopefully, you're going to look back and say that's easy. I've seen it with my kids, where they'll, you know, my boys, they might be looking at something that their sisters are doing in their schoolwork. And you know, maybe the girls are crying over, this is so hard, I can't figure it out. And the boys are like, that's easy. It's like, you know, I just remember a couple years ago when you were crying because you were faced with this stuff. But you know what? They got through it, moved on, and, I mean, accomplish. Kids, need, they need to accomplish all they can in school. A lot of times, you know, and I was kind of like this when I was a kid in school. You try to do the minimum. You know, what's the least I have to do? You know, what do I have to get to pass? And you shoot for that. 
that was that was a terrible thing to do. I when I was teaching, I tried to teach kids, man, you know, shoot for the hundred, and if you get an eighty, you know, hey, you passed, you're fine. But if you shoot for an eighty, and you go down from there, that's not going to be good. Okay, you know, aim high. You know, don't don't start out. You know, don't let it be your life's goal. You know, to you know, work at McDonald's. Make it your life's goal to be the president. Okay, you fall short of that. All right. You know, just aim high. You know, and like I said I, I, my first job was at McDonald's, and I, I tried to move up from there, and uh, but some, I'm you know Mike Jason one time I think it was Jason, was it Jason? I think one of the kids one time maybe it was one of the girls. You know that was their goal, you know, to work at McDonald's. It's like. You know, go ahead and aim higher than that, you know, and if, if you fall short, you know, then, then you'll be okay. But what if you fall short of that? You know, don't, you know, aim, aim high. Aim high. It's, it's all right. You know, accomplish everything you can in school. You know, get involved in sports. Oh, they're hard. So is life. Okay? It's, it's difficult. You know, learn how to get knocked down and get back up. Start developing real character and godliness, not when you're an adult, at a young age. Start learning as much of the Bible as you can now. I thank God I was in King's Kids growing up. I memorized a lot of Scripture. Now it's harder for me to memorize things than it was when I was a kid. You, you just learn more. You soak up more. As a child, start you know, developing that at a young age. Real character. You know, telling the truth. Okay, you lie and you cheat in school. You're going to lie and cheat in the workplace. And you know what? You can lie and cheat in school and you might get a detention. You lie and cheat in the workplace, you don't have a job anymore. And you know what? There's some things too. You lie and cheat. might be in jail time. I used to tell, I used to tell the kids when we'd be teaching them in math and they'd start getting into decimals and things. And sometimes their decimal would just be off one spot. It was supposed to be $860.23. But you know what? They had that decimal... In the wrong spot, and then it was eighty uh, eighty-six dollars and two cents. It's just my decimal's just off one place. I said, you know what? One of these days, you're going to get a job at a bank, maybe, and you're going to go and you're supposed to give somebody eighty-six dollars and twenty-three cents, and you're instead you're going to give them eight hundred and sixty-two dollars. Now you're looking at jail time. And it's like, do you want to go to jail? <laughs> it's like, it's like, if you don't learn how to do these decimals right, you might end up in jail one of these days. They're not going to care. If you're just like, I just got the decimal off one place. Hey, that can be a big thing. And I, I, I use a scare tactic sometimes. Sometimes, but you do. You got to learn it at a young age. And boy, the character people have really by the time they're a teenager sometimes will stick through their adult years. And after you get to a certain age, forget it. <laughs> I mean, some people, you're just not going to change them. You can beat them over the head with a bat. It's not going to do a bit of good. And you got to do these things at a young age. So what, what is your role? What is your responsibility? Obey your parents. Follow what they teach you to do. Well, my parents, they're not perfect parents. Well, learn from them. Learn from what they do right. Learn from what they do wrong. Don't repeat those things. Make, make mental notes of them. Make actual notes if you have to. And stick to those things. Start taking on responsibility and add to it. Don't try to get out of stuff. 
Don't try to figure out how you can avoid school. Try to do the best you can at school. That, that's going to mean better things later in life. Be, be an overachiever instead of an underachiever. That's really your responsibility because I'm here to tell you, adults, you all know this, from here on out, it just gets more difficult, doesn't it? It gets, it gets more challenging. But at the same time, I don't want to go back to being a kid either. I really don't. I, I, I like being an adult. Uh, I think if I was just doing school, I think I'd get really bored. Honestly, I don't. I don't think I'd like that. It's it's not that rewarding because the truth is, with greater challenges come greater rewards. And while it is definitely more challenging, and there's a lot more on your plate. I still I do think it's better. But boy, you know what? It would be really tough being an adult. It physically, and as far as your age is concerned but still being a kid. And I think we all know those people that they're in their 30s, they act like they're teenagers. I wouldn't want to trade places with them. They, what, their lives are nothing that I envy. Being a kid's fine when you're a kid. But when you become an adult, like Paul said, I put away childish things. we got to do that. So with that, let's all stand together tonight.